Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to the Believe Podcast Network, SoCal Sweat. My name is Ann McDaniels, a former NFL cheerleader and product manager turned actress and model who dreams of being a UFC fighter. Yow. Learning strategies to help motivate others leads me to bring you interviews each week from a range of athletes, experts in fitness and nutrition, and so much more. Thanks for listening to Believe, the number one podcast for working professionals. And let's push our endorphins to higher performance through SoCal Sweat. This is your host, Ann McDaniels, and thank you so much for joining me on another episode of SoCal Sweat. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about work burnout. It's actually a real thing. Perhaps one would think that coming out of the pandemic, and with so many people being vaccinated, that things would get back to normal, and people would be excited to return to work. But a recent study showed that 52% of Americans are severely stressed out and burnt out at work. Two-thirds of the employees blamed COVID-19, and that's a 43% increase from before the pandemic. The study was conducted by the employment website Indeed who also stated that Americans are working two and a half more hours per day than before the pandemic. In fact, a few companies have really paid attention to this. The corporate headquarters for the dating website, Bumble, is giving their employees an entire week off just to relax and get away from work. The company Kickstarter is going to be experimenting with a four-day work week to see if that potentially helps their employees. The World Health Organization is the first significant health organization to legitimize burnout with this inclusion. It may not be the last. Though the American Psychiatric Association has yet to add burnout to their official manual, it is starting to assess the topic seriously through its working group on well-being and burnout, even offering its members a way to evaluate their own burnout. It's clearly something that's on their radar. And the costs of burnout with healthcare are significant. Burnout costs between $125 billion to $190 billion each year with healthcare costs. And researchers estimate that workplace stress accounts for 8% of national spending on healthcare. And it's also responsible for a significant amount of employee turnover, between 20 and 50% or more, depending on the organization. And employers who are able to get ahead of the burnout curve will gain a distinct advantage over their competitors. Not only will employees be happier and healthier, but they will produce more deliver better service to customers and clients, have significantly more loyalty in the organization, and reduce absenteeism and contribute more to the bottom line than their burnt-out colleagues. Now, how do you know if work burnout is affecting you? Well, there are several questions to ask yourself. Have you become cynical or critical at work? Do you drag yourself to work and have trouble getting started? Have you become irritable or impatient with coworkers, customers, or clients? Do you lack energy to be consistently productive? Do you find it hard to concentrate? Do you lack satisfaction from your achievements? Do you feel disillusioned about your job? How about are you using food, drugs, or alcohol to feel better or to simply not feel at all to cover up any kind of feelings? Have your sleep habits changed? Or are you troubled by unexplained headaches, stomach, or bowel problems, or even physical complaints? If you answered yes to any of these questions, you might be experiencing job burnout. So consider talking to a doctor or a mental health provider because these symptoms can also be related to health conditions such as depression or severe depression. But what's causing this? 
Job burnout can be from so many various factors, not to mention the fact that we're coming out of COVID and the pandemic, and there's stress and anxiety about immunizations, and are you going to get the shot? Are you not going to get the shot? Are you going to quit your job if your employer makes you get the shot? There are so many things to be thinking about. And if you have children, that's a whole nother game. And then we have the Delta 5 variant entering the whole atmosphere, and that's another cause for concern. But job burnout can actually result from factors such as lack of control, an inability to influence decisions that affect your job, such as your schedule, assignments, or workload. These could all lead to job burnout. Also, maybe you don't have the proper resources or amount of resources to do your job properly. Another possible cause of job burnout could be unclear job expectations. If you're unclear about the degree of authority you have or what your supervisor or others expect from you, you're not likely to feel very comfortable at work. You don't want to be stepping on toes or not working hard enough in an aggressive area if you're in management and you don't know what your expectations are. Or how about dysfunctional workplace dynamics? Perhaps you work with an office bully or feel undermined by colleagues or your boss micromanages your work. This can all contribute to job stress, especially if you were working from home and then came back into the working environment and it's like, you're already used to working in your pajamas and then just the whole juxtaposition of the transition can be really hard. Or how about extremes of activity? When a job is monotonous or chaotic, you need constant energy to remain focused, which can lead to fatigue and job burnout. Or how about a lack of social support? If you feel isolated at work and in your personal life, you might feel more stress. And speaking of isolation, if you're working from home still and may not return to work, maybe you feel very isolated and away from your team and you're just kind of like in your own bubble and feel stressed about that as well. And work-life balance. If your work takes up so much of your time and effort that you don't have the energy to spend time with your family and friends or working out, exercising, getting outside in the sun, you might burn out really quickly. With all of these things piling up and with your stress levels, the consequences of job burnout, if they're not addressed, and if you ignore them, they can have significant consequences on your health. How about excessive stress, fatigue, insomnia, sadness, anger, or irritability? How about alcohol or substance abuse issues, heart disease, high blood pressure, type 2 diabetes, and vulnerability to illnesses making you more prone to getting sick? You have to handle your job burnout, and you really have to take action and fight for your own health. Evaluate your options. Discuss specific concerns with your supervisor. Maybe you can work together to change expectations or reach a compromise or solutions. Try to set goals for what must get done and what can actually wait. And really try to communicate your stress levels. When you keep it in, it just festers and you get even worse. So seek support. Whether you reach out to your coworkers, friends, or your family, any other loved ones, support and collaboration really could help you cope. If you have access to an employee assistance program, take advantage of the relevant services. Maybe they offer mental health, coaching, or even a personal trainer to work out so you feel better. And try a relaxing activity. Look into programs that can help such as stress, yoga, meditation, tai chi, acupuncture, massage, Get some exercise, that always helps me, although I'm still recovering from a broken leg, arm, and dealing with a foot issue, but exercise really helps you. The regular physical activity can help you better deal with stress. It can also take your mind off of work. And if you get outside and do it, even better, especially in the sunlight for vitamin D. 
which will strengthen your bones and improve your mood. And again, add that vitamin D for a boost of immunity and really get some sleep. Sleep restores your well-being and protects your health and mental health. And mindfulness. Mindfulness is the act of focusing on your breath flow and being intensely aware of what you're sensing and feeling at every moment without interpretation or judgment. In a job setting, this practice involves facing situations with openness, patience, and without judgment. Sometimes people practice box breathing, which can really help them relax and stay focused. And if you really think about what box breathing is, think about a square or a box. There are four edges. And when you breathe, breathe in for four seconds, breathe out for four seconds, and then breathe in for four seconds and out for four seconds. That will really focus your breathing and keep you relaxed and in a good state of mind. A lot of Navy SEALs do this. It's called box breathing. Also, try to turn off the notifications on your phone, whether it be on your commute home or if you're at home taking a shower, maybe you're exercising at home and you're working from home and you can just shut off those notifications for the time being. You need to disengage from work if you need a break. Also, look forward to vacation. Take that vacation time. Give yourself something to look forward to. In addition, see where you can delegate. Maybe you don't need to take on all the work yourself. So many of us can be overachievers, especially if you think that you're working from home and that your boss may be assuming that you're not working hard enough, but you're taking on all the brunt of the work. So seek your resources. A team is a team for a reason. So look to your admins or look to your assistants or perhaps to any new interns that are eager and willing to work. Although I do admit personally that it is hard to relinquish control. And back to your physical health and helping control the workload stress, really get physical even five to 10 minutes, maybe push yourself to 15. Walk around the block or take a half an hour walk after each meal. Any type of movement does wonders for your mental health and spirit and energizes your body. Besides that, try to cut down on the caffeine and the sugars. Although it's fabulous and you feel more energized, it really can create a crash later on. Also, try to add more vegetables to your diet. These are high fiber foods that can really help your health and longevity and sleep, back to the sleep patterns. We all know how important sleep is to our health and how difficult it is to get. But maybe you need to change something in your room or environment to help you sleep better. The ideal temperature for a bedroom at night while sleeping is between 66 and 70 degrees, although some people like it cold. I know a lot of men like freezing bedrooms. Perhaps change the environment in your bedroom. Maybe you need new pillows, a new mattress, a cooling pillow, a better duvet, or a cooling mattress can also help make you more comfortable and keep you staying asleep. It's always recommended to try to go to bed at the same time every night, especially when you're working during the week. I myself do not follow this whatsoever, so do as the experts say, not as the podcast host does. It's a good reminder to set an alarm on your phone. Let's just say you need to go to bed at 11 p.m. Perhaps set an alarm at 10.30 saying you need to wind down and get ready for bed, brush your teeth, and just kind of prepare your bed for a good night's sleep. Also, try to get off your devices at night. Blue blocking glasses can really help the stimulation that your, our laptops, our Kindles, our cell phones, even the television can give us. It's kind of a tricking our bodies into thinking it's daytime. So if you wear blue light blocking glasses, that really does help, or just shutting down the devices early. You could also light some candles, put on some soft music, read a book, or plug in a diffuser with really nice smelling 
calming scents such as lavender to fill the room and make you feel more relaxed. And to end, just be more mindful of your self-care. So many people are caretakers for others, but it's very important to take your own self-care seriously. I'm sure you've heard that saying, you can't help someone if you don't put on your oxygen mask first. And this all comes from a flight. They always say, put on your own oxygen mask on and then help someone else with theirs. Thus, self-care is very important when caring for others. But it's really important to maintain that and carve out time for yourself. Do the things that you enjoy, whether it be what I mentioned in the beginning of the podcast as far as physical activity, meditation. Maybe you love to garden. Maybe you love to cook. Maybe you love to just play video games. Do anything that you can to unwind and get away and practice your own self-care. So it's not just working and taking care of others and being in a mundane atmosphere. So coming out of this COVID, it's very difficult because we are uncertain. So many of us are worried about another Delta 5 variant or getting the vaccination that we may or may not want to get or worry about being fired. So all these things really contribute to workplace burnout. Besides the fact that people are commuting from home again to the workplace or staying at home when they wanted to return to work. So hopefully some of these tips gave you a little bit better perspective, but do know that you're not alone. 52% of Americans feel the same way and 67% of them blame COVID-19, which is actually 43% worse than it was before the pandemic. So it's a very real thing. And give yourself ample time to take care of yourself physically, mentally, and emotionally. It's extremely important. If you continue to work on these things and not ignore any stress that you're feeling, hopefully your return to work will improve and your burnout will decrease. And do remember that life is too short. Do what you want and do what you enjoy. Take that vacation. Try to spend more time with the people that you love and enjoy. Get outside in nature. Do what makes you happy. And hopefully this will contribute to better satisfaction in your working environment and with your family and friends. And do remember the importance of your physical, mental, and emotional health, especially in a workplace environment. Thank you so much for listening. And I do hope that you have a wonderful rest of your week and into next week. And hopefully you can enjoy a wonderful summer, but do stay cool. And I look forward to seeing you again on another episode of SoCal Sweat. We appreciate you for listening and please rate and subscribe to the show on iTunes. You can also listen on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, Luminary, Tuned In, or at Believe.com. And you can always reach out to me for any questions or topics you'd like covered on the show at Anne McDaniels or at Anne McDaniels Actress. And I'll see you next time on SoCal. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.